Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Recaps with Mission Zach. I'm your co-host this evening, Zach Ruane, and I'm here with a very special guest, Michelle Wittrup. How are you today? I'm so excited to be here, Zach. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Thank you. It was such a pleasure. Um, uh, uh, For those who don't know, Michelle Wittrup is an actor. Um, We studied acting together. Next year. uh, Next year. (laughs) at the University of Ballarat, and Michelle called me up. She said, Zach, I love the podcast, mm-hmm. um, loving it. I've listened to every episode. We should catch up. I said, Zach, you know what? I, I love the podcast. I love the food chats. I love George. But what I really think recaps with Mission Zach needs is a Mish. I, and I said, you know what? <laughs> Uh, a little forward, but I love your go-getter attitude. So we've brought her on, uh, giving her a go. We're testing her out. See, I'm just joking. What a goof. <laughs> You're such a goof. I think people would have been listening thinking, wait a second, pretty sure Mish has been a part of this podcast yeah. for a while. I think I'm the Dean Martin to your Jerry Lewis. You know what I mean? You're just such a goof. That's a really cruel thing to say. Why? I'm not the Jerry Lewis. Well, who are you? I'm the Dean Martin. Do you think so? Yes. I reckon I'm the Dean Fine. I, re- I reckon it's Agree to disagree. No, no, I think straight up. I think that if we had to have that, if you were a Spice Girl, which Spice Girl would you be? Because I'm Dean Martin, you're Jerry Lewis. Which Spice Girl are you? I'm Baby Spice. She's, no, she's, you're not, she's you're not Baby. Yeah, no, I think I'm Baby. I think you're Posh. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm posh. She was my favourite. Yeah, I think you're a posh. A controversial favourite, really. When, um, when, when I was, I'm talking like when I was seven years old, mm-hmm. eight years old, and the Spice Girls was just like crazy popular. Um, posh Spice was always my favourite. There you go. My favourite was Baby. Yeah. Um, but who would I be? Maybe Baby. <sighs> Maybe. I mean, that's kind of the place I take in Auntie Donna. I'm the baby. Mm. The baby. You're the baby, but you're also the Jerry Lewis and Auntie Donna too, yeah? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, What Backstreet Boy are you? I think I'm Howie. I would say I am... I reckon you're Kevin. Okay. I reckon you're Kevin. I don't think I know them well enough. Okay, so there's Howie, Kevin, AJ, Brian and Nick. Um, Backstreet Boys... I think I know the members of NSYNC better. So... When, if we look back to what I, when I was young and what I loved more than anything. This is 10 years ago. Yep, so just 10 years ago. Um, Backstreet Boys. I mm-hmm. loved the Backstreet Boys. Mm-hmm. I had all the TV hits magazines, mm-hmm. had all the posters in my room. Mm-hmm. I used to read um, the Disney one. What was the Disney one? D. K-Zone. K-Zone. Yeah. K-Zone and then there was a D Oh, yeah. Oh, um, it was, I used to have to, to Disney something. Something I, D. D. Yeah, I used to, I used to watch I've watched that. I used to read that too. Yeah. Um, had some Backstreet Boys in there too from time to time, well, but not that really. Was, I don't know if you know this, but that was the Disney decade. That's what they called it. Really? The Disney decade from 89 to 99. Mm. That was sort of from uh, the um, uh, Little Mermaid yep. through to about Tarzan. Yep, I would agree with that. That yep, was a really, that a really uh, the renaissance. was the Disney renaissance was, it's known as It was now. kind of the point where they didn't release anything bad. No, there was just a run and that, that, that includes Lion King, that includes Mulan, Mulan. Hercules. Hercules. It kind of started Aladdin. to taper out towards the end. Like Hunchback of Notre Dame maybe wasn't as strong, but Pocahontas it was still good. Pocahontas probably wasn't the most popular. But, but a, strong, a strong decade. Yep, cool. A very strong decade of uh, of cartoons. Awesome. I hope we're in for a strong decade of culinary deliciousness. Are you segueing back to? Y- yeah, did you season? like that's that? That's why you're a co-host. Yeah, that's, that's why I've that's why uh, given you. That's why I'm the fucking Dean Martin, bitch. That's the. That's true. I'm the one that I'm. I'm coming up with the goofs. Yep. But I'm, I'm coming up I'm with about, the gags. I'm about the binus. 
You're about the binus. I'm binus mish. When people say, oh, what do you think of mish? They go, she about the binus. Because you, you make the babies, then you get back to binus. Yeah, that's right. It's like, watch these. I just thought of that. Yeah, I make the babies, I'm back to binus. I just thought of that. I do the no dishes, one, I'm back to binus. Beyonce is just talking about jelly at this moment. She's not saying things like that yet. Oh, I think that she's saying women are independent. Oh, she's, yeah, because she's talking about putting a ring on it. Yeah, but she's point. also, and she's also like, look at my ass. You can't have it. Mm. It's too good for you. Mm. It, my ass is too good for you, and mm. that's what I when I look at when I look at my ass in the mirror, and I look at that jiggle, I go, "That's a bit too good for you." Mm. That's and, what and Beyonce being is really boys. paving the path. Yeah, for I think more people like Beyonce. Yeah. Still waiting for Michelle to come out with those hits. Kelly, you know, she's doing her thing. She's had a couple of Uh-oh. cheeky duets, but Uh-oh. where's Michelle? What? I got some bad news. What? Uh, I had a flash to the future. Oh, what's that? It ain't happening. Michelle. No, it ain't. It, Yonce really is going to keep going and it's, and she's, I, I suspect yeah. that uh, you won't even have to say Beyonce Knowles in 10 years time. Oh, she's going to be like Madonna or Cher. Yeah. It'll oh, just wow. Be Beyonce or Zendaya. Just Beyonce. <laughs> Um, you want to know a fun fact, Zach? Always. We now have a podcast yeah. that is about the number one show Fuck off. in the country. Fuck off. Who I didn't saw realize. this fucking coming? Yeah. I'll tell you who did. Zach did. You didn't, though. And I'll tell you who else did. Mish did. Yep, I did. Did I not? No, you said, I don't see this going very far. And we were both like... Sometimes you play my dramatic irony against me like... <laughs> Like, you fucking idiots. You're a bit of a fucking dumb cut, aren't you, Zach? Because you said at the start of this podcast, I don't think this show's going to do very well. And now look at it. It's number one. I'm eating humble pie. And let me tell you, let me tell you, it's really nice. Um, I fell in love once with a show. I fell in love once and my heart was broken. And that show was called The Hot House. Yeah. And that was the show. As we know, we talked about it. Yeah. Months ago, we yeah. talked about it. That was a show. It was like the block, but they were all in the one house and, and they weren't renovating. It. I fell in love with it and channeled, and it did not do well. I fell in love too once, Zach. Mm-hmm. His name was Sam. He broke my heart when I was 16 years old oh. and it took a really long time to get over. Oh, yeah, I, that's okay. Um, just to be clear, yes, um, because uh, if someone's as much of a deep dive fan of Auntie Donna that they're listening to this, yes. uh, it, that person was not Sam Lingham. No. Oh, whoa. <laughs> no. Sam Lingham, um, I could be so lucky. Mm. What what a gem. Handsome boy. But no, it was not Sam Lingham. I was not in love with Sam Lingham when I Can was Can I 16. tell you a funny thing? There was, uh, I'll get to Sam Lingham, but Sam, if you don't know, uh, is, a, is a writer, uh, is a co-writer on Auntie Donna, which is a sketch group I'm going to co-form in about five years. Yeah, you better plug that, Zach. It really needs um, some more attention. <laughs> <laughs> but I was watching MasterChef and there's a particular moment where I was like, oh, this is funny. It was just a funny observation that I made that I'll bring up sometime in the next hour mm-hmm. and a half. And Sam goes, oh, you and Mish can get 20 minutes out of that. <laughs> So that's 20 minutes for you guys, believe isn't me, it? Believe me, we're looking for those moments. <laughs> um, we, I sat down with Zach five minutes before we started recording and Zach goes, right, so you ready for this? And I just, being very, very honest with him as I always am, I just said, I have nothing to say. Mm. I don't know what to say anymore. Like, mm. I, I'm so overcome with MasterChef mm. season one. Um, and these last, like, let's be honest... For me, mm. or for Mission 2019, whatever, shut the fuck up. Um, these episodes were really intense. Now, now yeah. because... Choose your words. If you were a vegan, you'd have struggled with them. I think, hypothetically, if I were a vegan, one of those big vegan losers, the last three episodes I would have struggled with. The and y- I reckon... <laughs> I reckon I'm going to put a bit of a warning at the start of this potty. Um, just, all I'm saying is, is that in discussing the next three episodes, I do have opinions that I'm going to share with our 
listeners. Mm-hmm. So like I stated, this is now the number one show in the country. I'm not surprised. It's front page news. It's in all of the new idea magazines. Mm-hmm. It's in all of the women's weeklies. It's fucking everywhere. It's everywhere. Um, and you know what? Home straight. We've got the top five. five. We've got the top five. And as we discovered in last week's masterclass, OMG, oh my goodness, they are going to Hong Kong. So this was the yeah. first week of Hong Kong week. And it's almost as if they signed a contract that with like Hong Kong Tourism or C- Cafe Pacific that said you have to mention Hong Kong all the time. A lot. So much. I counted in the first episode alone of this this week, George said, we're in Hong Kong, just that sentence. A lot. Seven times. Wow. <laughs> just wearing Hong Kong. We're in Hong Kong. Yeah. Um, he was really excited about the fact that he was in Hong Kong. Can I say, yeah. Jesus Christ, Julie has never been on a holiday. <laughs> yes. It was so funny. It was I just, so funny. I, I, my heart filled to the brim. Yep. I was like, this is the sweetest thing. Before she goes, she'll probably go in the next couple. Yeah. That she, she just. She got a holiday. She was that. This was like, I, I'm i not a parent. Yeah. But my God, was that a mother just <laughs> going on a fucking holiday. And she just, every every talking head was like, and there were towers everywhere. <laughs> I'm just so excited to be here. Where's Julie from originally? Oh, fuck. Uh, Adelaide? New South Wales? New South Wales, right. She can't be from a city because she was just like. Oh, no way. No way. And like I've been to Hong Kong in the future, whatever. And I've been to Hong Kong. Have you been there? Yeah, and I twice. I love Hong Kong. It's my favourite city in the world. And it is overwhelming. But I just like Julie was the extra notch, just so. I just say, I'm looking up Julie Goodwin, right? Mm. Um, so to find out where she's from originally, and my autocorrect changed it to Hulu Good Titty. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't looking down as I was typing Julie Goodwin, and then when I looked down to see the search results, I'd searched Hulu Good Titty. <laughs> Anyway, continue. Um, so it was really fun. Uh, Hong Kong is a beautiful place. The first episode was just... Um, Ash from New South Wales. Oh, right. There you go. Uh, the first episode... Central wa- Coast. Right. Okay. Sure. Cool. Go on. Fantastic. The first episode <laughs> was the uh, biggest waste of time <laughs> in MasterChef history. They were, for the first half, just cooking. There was no challenge component. They oh, were well, just no, like they were shot. They went and we saw the streets of Hong Kong. We saw the streets of we Hong Kong. We saw the wet market. We saw the wet market. George wore his shell necklace again. Ju- Justine or Julie kissed a turtle. Yep. Um, they were just walking around wearing nice shirts. Did they- you see George in his pink? His, I did. He wore a nice pink top, like bright pink top. That made that that, that- turned me into a wet market. Okay. <laughs> The only joke I had pre-planned. Okay, all right. So can I just state that the vast majority of our podcast is filled with just you and I just doing like off the cuff banter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was so worried coming into this episode recording that I would have nothing funny to say. So you thought of a joke about George giving you a wet vagina? Yes, I thought of a joke in the car on the way here. Just for something. They were at a wet market. Oh, what's also wet? A vagina. George makes my vagina wet. I'll refer to right. my vagina as a wet market. That was very good. That was a good. Was bit. it a good joke? Yeah, I I would say <laughs> the impact has been softened by admitting that you thought of it four hours ago. <laughs> I did, and, and I discussing it, down. it at length. <laughs> so that that has softened the impact. <sighs> Okay. But a great joke nonetheless. Okay, thank you. I really liked it a lot. Um, They walked around. They also um, uh, talked a lot about the hotel they were staying at and, like, Mm. the head of the hotel came out and was like, welcome to my hotel. And they're like, thank you. And then they left. So I suspect maybe um, MasterChef getting some free hotel rooms. Yeah. Out of that. Maybe. Just a little bit. Yeah. uh, Georgia. So they they genuinely they for the so they they did that, and then oh, the sorry, next. Oh, sorry. Can I just say really really yeah. quickly? Um, because in and around this time, um, there was talking heads of Sam mm. and Sam's the little child boy mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. the hat. 
Um, he doesn't know how to say Hong Kong. Doesn't he? What no, is he saying? Well, no, okay. It's not that he doesn't know how to say it. He was just trying a bunch of different ways. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I can't believe we're in Hong Kong. Hong Kong. Oh, oh can you believe it? We're shopping in Hong Kong. Oh, wow. I'm going to get cook in Hong Kong. Yeah. Like he did a lot of, he said Hong Kong in a <laughs> bunch of different ways. I just, it was someone to note. That's, no, he, he really goes for it. He loves a talking head. Yeah. He, um, so it was just very, it was very, um, that just the episode as a whole was a great big waste of time. So they spent <laughs> 10 minutes at the hotel. They spent 10 minutes at the, at the fucking wet, wet markets. Market. Then they spent, uh, probably 20 minutes just making dumplings with no context or competition element. They just went to this Michelin starred restaurant and made um, uh, dumplings and the the dumplings went out. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then in the last maybe 15 minutes of the episode, Matt came out and said, you're going to have to do one more of these dumplings. I'm like, finally, competition. Mm. And and he's like, you're going to make one more set of dumplings. You've got half an hour to make four dumplings each. And the prize, and I'm like, oh, so it's a positive one. What's the prize? Is it going to be an advantage? Is it, what's it going to be? Yep. Is you're going to go on a junk boat. You get to pick a friend, go on a junk boat and look at the magical light show that has been happening on Victoria Harbour since 1998. <laughs> so this whole episode and then like, fuck, doesn't, do you know, whenever they need to give the, um, context or some weight to it. They love going to Chris. He's a big fan of the talking head yes. where he gives context. <laughs> so whenever he does the um, mystery box, he's always like, I love the mystery box. It can give you a real advantage to be able to pick the ingredient when it doesn't matter. No. Ne- never has a reflection. And even in this, he was like, you know, it was really important for me to win this um so then I could go on the junk boat and really start my week off well. And you know, not knowing Chris personally, <laughs> he doesn't want to go. No. <laughs> he doesn't want this one. He if only... The last thing Chris wants to do is spend a couple of hours on a junk boat with one of these other people and a camera crew. <laughs> that is the last thing he Chris He just doesn't want to do that. He doesn't want to do that. He's he wants to win. He wants oh, to win. Chris is, Chris is so, so keen to win. Um, um, although, funnily enough, not so much in the second episode. Yeah, that, but that's... Was, a bit, that was a bit interesting, wasn't it? <laughs> so um, then there's finally a competition and it's, and it's just to go on a boat. So the biggest fucking waste of time ever, uh-huh. although there was a great amount of joy in the – because making dumplings and making um, – Making dim sum, I think, is very, very challenging and it takes a... It's quite the art form. Yeah, and it takes a real... uh, It's a life skill and it takes a very particular kind of person with complete and utter focus and dedication. Mm -hmm. And that type of person doesn't make a very forgiving judge. So there was so there was just this layer. Oh yeah, this is so, so good. So yes. they were making dumplings. I'm probably jumping ahead a little bit. They were making dumplings, and and they would just be like, um, "Look, it, it it didn't quite get there." So like Matt would be like, "It didn't," but the meat is so delicious in this. Yeah. And then the guy that they, they had this like Michelin star dumpling the, guy, this big head honcho, dumpling king, and he had a translator and it was in subtitles, mm. and he was just like, "This, this is not good." Yeah, he hated. All of them. Like, this is not a good dumpling. Yeah. This is too thick. Yeah. This is a bad dumpling. And then they would flash to Gary who was like, I like the level of filling that they've put in this though. They seem to have got a really good balance of salty and sweet. And yeah, no, I like the amount of filling. And then it goes back to the kind of dumpling king. And he's just like, this one is the worst dumpling I've ever eaten. I've never eaten a worse dumpling. And then he didn't say anything good about any of them. Except... Yeah. There was one thing he said good where Matt looked at him and said, um, oh, this dumpling, my dumpling is quite nice. Yours is not as good. And he said, it's beautiful. <laughs> I think about Justine's. Yeah, mate. probably. He just said Justine's <laughs> dumpling was beautiful. <laughs> so the one time yeah. he said something good, it was just in direct contradiction to Matt. And Matt was just like, all right. <laughs> And they kept it. Um, and even though it doesn't matter who won, little boy Sam won. He did win. And fucking hell, fucking hell, if, <laughs> if this these three episodes was not just some self-designated path of redemption for Sam. Oh, absolutely. Um, there's something about shows like this where they try to create this sense of drama in like it's like he, so. The whole thing was apparently I don't fucking remember. He made some shit rice paper rolls four months ago. 
Yes. And the whole thing was like, he was like, I really want to win this dumpling challenge because I made a shit rice paper roll. <laughs> yeah. Don't you remember? I do. I bet our listeners do. Weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks ago, he made a shitty rice paper I roll. I remember, but like can't get over the rice paper <laughs> roll. And then I'm like, why is Sam talking about the rice paper roll? And then Matt tried his dumpling. He's like, this really makes up for your shit rice paper roll. <laughs> Everyone like, remembers. You've all eaten 50,000 things. <laughs> Since then. What are you talking about, the fucking and it's rice like, Sam, paper roll? The more you bring it up, the more we're going to remember. And then, like, but then he also brought up, um, then he was, the next episode, he was making um, little pastries and he was like, this is my redemption because I, I made a, a shit, shit crust. <laughs> last week. <laughs> I made a shit pie crust. I made a shit pie crust. I'm like, can't, if you're going to, if you're going to have a redemption for everything shit you did, then. Yeah. You got a lot of redemptions. <laughs> yeah, well, also, no one likes Sam. Oh. No, but they don't. No one in the competition. Him yeah, and Andre very, had some beef. Didn't you yeah, see very that? Very cruel to little Sam. Well, really? Really? <laughs> um, I, I just, I'm not, oh, don't do that. Don't make me that one. Because you don't like him either, mate. I Look, whatever I said outside of this podcast... <laughs> Oh, God. Um, no, but him and Andre had some beef. Him and Andre did have some beef. And beef? And beef. They had some beef. They cooked yeah. some beef. Oh, very good. Um, no, Andre, uh, I have come full circle round oh. to Andre. Yeah, you're a big fan. Ever since, like, initially when he said Aaron's meal was too dry oh. and then George was like, no, it's actually very moist. Yeah. I was like, oh, um, Andre's the asshole. Yeah, he's the villain. But ever since the strawberry risotto, I've really come round to to Andre. The champagne and the champagne. That was a bit gross. It looked fucked. Yeah, it looked completely. It looked fucked. completely fucked. But then he like got sad and was like, "I want to be a chef." Oh, um, it's something that Sam did just very quickly referred to his own dumplings as man-sized dumplings because they were a bit bigger. Oh yeah, like oh, he does that so much. Yeah, he's like. Let's let's put into okay for those of you who aren't watching the show but are listening to this podcast. Firstly, firstly why? Why? <laughs> um, but also, let's just put like Sam looks like he looks like a premature baby. <laughs> like <laughs> he does though. He does. He knows it. He does. Hey. He looks like he looks like a, a like. Is Benjamin Button out yet? Yeah, uh, no. I think it's coming out. Fuck. All right. At the he very looks, least, you've seen some concept. Art. He looks like an old, a, a human that's aging backwards. Yes, I <laughs> he understand. looks like he looks like a, a big, overgrown, premature but baby. He just does a lot of stuff where he's like, um, so like Gary was like, um, oh, mate, you know this this char siu, this dumpling is too big, and he's like, oh, I know you like a big dumpling. Yeah. Like, what are you doing, Just man? Just with the boys. Yeah. Bit of banter with you the lads. You can't banter away the fact that you, you made your dumpling too big. <laughs> yes, it's true. It's, oh, but it's a man-sized dumpling, this one. <laughs> it's like... G- Gary will just have two dumplings. Gary's not. <laughs> what are you doing, yeah, Sam? Yeah, that was embarrassing for Sam. But um, just, Sam did win. He What? He did win. Oh, yeah, that. he did win. And he took Justine with him, gave... I gave Justine that wonderful opportunity to be on a junk boat with him for a few hours <laughs> along with a camera crew. That's nice, isn't it? Yeah. Um, okay. Next ep. Next ep. And let's bring back some old friends, shall we? So, wow, what a twist. I did not see this one coming. No. And um, can I just say the reveal of one of them was the funniest <laughs> thing I have ever seen. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> As I'm sure you are all aware, throughout this process, when a chef won the um, invention test, mm-hmm. <clears throat> they got the opportunity to cook against a professional chef for an immunity, mm-hmm. which fast-tracked them to finals week. Mm. Now, two of our amateur friends mm. beat the professional chefs, and mm. that was young girl Julia, the young girl. Who's the little young girl. The little young girl. She won, mm-hmm. and Greg Norman won. Greg Norman and the little girl Greg won. Norman and that small child won, <laughs> otherwise known as Julia and Lucas. Yeah. Now, they went off, and then every once in a while uh, they'll Usually episode, during a masterclass. Usually during a masterclass. They'll show us what they're up to, which is kind of cooking at a professional restaurant, getting lots of experience. Mm-hmm. Now, because as anyone knows, 
good television is about taking the best competitors away from the screens. That's right. And just and bringing them back, not giving them that airtime, not giving them that experience in the show that they actually went for. Yeah. That they that they auditioned for, I suppose, yeah. that they applied for. Taking them out of that for an extended period of time and then just bringing them back in, expecting us to be as invested as we were at the start, which we're not. <laughs> um, but anyway, so in this episode, uh, Chris and Sam go off with Matt Preston and Sarah Wilson. Mm. And Julie and Justine and Andre go off with George and Gary. Now, when Matt Preston is sitting down with Chris and Sam, he's like, oh, you guys are going to be competing against a professional. No, you, you guys are going to be competing against a cook, an excellent one that you all admire. And they're talking up and they're like, oh, I wonder who it's going to be. And I was like, it's Ooh, odd is... that they're saying cook, not chef. That's interesting. It was an who? interesting choice of words. Because Maggie Beer, because to both of them they're saying this. Mm -hmm. To both of them they're saying, it's a cook, it's a cook. I'm like, Maggie Beer can't be at both places. No, that's exactly right. She's the only cook I know. Matt Moran can't be at both places. But he's a chef. Oh, yeah, Maggie Beer's a cook. So she's a cook. She's from the cook and the chef. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Of course. That SBS brilliance. So Um, the only... how is it going to be, how do they have two cooks? But then they turn around and who's there? So in Chris and Sam's case, they turn around to meet the cook that they're cooking against and she's back. Who's back? Ju- young girl Julia's back. Little girl Julia. And and let me tell you, uh, Sam is shocked. He's upset. He's got to compete against someone. Uh, he's got to compete against someone that's really, really strong, mm. really, really like good at this competition. But Zach, what was Chris's reaction like? Chris, um, <laughs> Chris seemed quite happy. Uh, yeah, and oddly enough, like s- sort of surprised to see her, but also almost kind of like they'd been communicating or something, and he knew she'd be there. It's almost like in a weird world they may have spent the night together earlier. That's a weird thing to say. <laughs> But it's almost like he knew she'd be there, but equally like he was just happy to be around her. Yeah, just happy, just happy. Just really seemed, happy to be around seemed her. Seemed happy and shy. Yeah. and um... Like a proud father. <laughs> <laughs> you know? You know what I mean? Yep, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, cool. <laughs> um, now this, again, like let's just take this way back. This is a niche podcast, mm. right? We know that. Well, not anymore. No, not so much anymore. Not anymore. It's but the number one podcast in the country. Hypothetically, if we were fucking recording this in 2019 and it was a 2009 show. I'm sorry. No, it's all right. It's just hypothetical. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I strongly encourage our listeners to look up what the fuck we mean by this Chris and Julia thing because we can't make speculations in 2009, but in 2019, if you do just a little bit of research, you'll know what we're talking about and what we're saying is fucking hilarious. Anyway, Julia's back. Julia's back. Big hugs all around. Big hugs all around. And they're told that they need to cook some little pastries. A milfoy. A mu- uh, yeah, a little milfoy. Yeah, a little milfoy. Milfoy, which is a layered French thing. They're basically going to do high tea mm. because as uh, Matt says, you know, the Ho- Hong Kong people, they took the British concept of high tea and they elevated it. Yeah. Um, so that's what they're doing. <clears throat> yep. And then Over the- on a boat. In the middle of the fucking ocean, yeah. out Hong Kong way, what's happening? Um, so uh, Julie and Justine and Andre are walking down a pier towards the cook that they have to cook against, and there's a man in the dis- at the end of the pier. An old wizened man. man. Yeah, with a little hat. A little Chinese hat. hat. <laughs> yeah, this little Chinese hat. Back to them. So they can't see who it is. And like, oh, who is this, this man? Who is it? And this music is building and building. And then all of a sudden the camera goes right up to the back of his head and he turns 
slowly and smiles. It's so close. And it's it's Lucas. It's Greg Norman. Greg Norman's back in a little Chinese hat. Greg Norman's wearing a little Chinese hat. There ain't nothing wrong with that. It's 2009. It was... It was so fucked. And then Julie, who is just the happiest little chappy I've ever seen in my life, she's like, I'm in Hong Kong. I'm on a boat. She's like, oh, hello, Greg. And she gives him a big hug and then his hat falls off. Yeah, his little Chinese hat fell off. I just wouldn't you love to know the conversation that happened between the producer and Greg Norman that Lucas, that was, Lucas. Um, oh, mate, what we're going to have is have you on the envy. He, and you're going to be chopping some shit because he was chopping some shit as well. You're going to be chopping some shit. Back to them. It's going to be a mad reveal. Awesome. Are you ready to go? By the way, put this hat on. <laughs> this little point. Put this little hat, hat on because we're in Hong Kong. <laughs> Great. I'll see you in a bit. Oh, fucking crazy. It was so funny. Anyway, so the whole point of these challenges were, oh, sorry, um, these guys, so the Greg Norman and Julie and Andre and Justine, they have to cook a fish. So can I, can I, this is now, this is the thing Sam said we'll talk about for 20 minutes. I don't think we'll get 20 <laughs> minutes out of this. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So the fish. Yes. So the fish. Yes. Is, uh, it's a fish dish. Yeah. Sort of a fucked fish. We'll talk about it on your the fact that you would have a problem with them chopping the fish's head off. We'll get to that. But they're like, now to demonstrate, to demonstrate yeah. the cooking of this fish is uh, he's a very renowned chef. He works at a seafood restaurant over in Victoria Harbour. Um, it's Jackie Chan. Yeah. <laughs> it's Jackie Chan. And then, which is fine. It's a very, com- it's two very common names, Jackie and Chan. Very normal. Yeah. And then it's a chef. But I'm like. Is no one going to mention the fact that he has the same name as the famous actor? It's it's like as if they said, you're going to be cooking, cooking against Liam Neeson. <laughs> and no one's saying anything. It's you're sh- going to be cooking against Robin Wright Penn. <laughs> and no one's saying anything. No one's like, oh. And I get the sense. And it just had this weight of... Can we mention that he has the same name as Jackie Chan? And someone's been like, no, he gets funny about that. Yeah. So then they don't. It's got this weird weight of like, it's more weird that we're not mentioning it, guys. Yeah, because it's like, it's Jackie Chan. And there was this like, boom, boom. And then they revealed this chef. And everyone's just like smiling and nodding going, oh, great. Hello. Hello. And then Sam at one point is like, it's very exciting to see see the culinary genius of Chef Chan. (laughs) Cut's got the same name as a famous person. As Jackie Chan. And just be like, and now, now to teach you how to cook a fish, it's a wonderful <laughs> chef, Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> and then a person who's not the Sigourney Weaver we know and love walks in, just a completely oh. different woman, and we're like, all right. <laughs> We're not going to oh, mention this. I'm so excited to cook with you, Miss Weaver. <laughs> I'm so excited to cook with Chef Weaver. <laughs> We're just not going to mention it. That's fine. That's fine. Well, we're not going to mention it. You guys this. are really lucky today because today the person who's going to show you how to cook this fish is Stockard Channing. <laughs> Stockard Channing. Oh, sick. Is it going to be Rizzo from Greece? <laughs> nah. Oh, g'day. I'm excited to cook with you, Chef Channing. <laughs> I hope you're all excited. You got another one? Do another one. <laughs> I hope you're all excited. Uh, we've got a very talented chef. Uh, he works at the Two Michelin Star Restaurant uh, in Kowloon. Uh, please welcome to our little boat to prepare the fish. It's Alicia Cuthbert. <laughs> Alicia Cuthbert is a renowned chef. He has worked for a number of years. Now, it's, a, it's an absolute honour to be in the top five. It's an absolute honour to be in the top five of MasterChef. <laughs> and today you guys have the absolute pleasure of being taught by the industry's finest. The industry's finest. I'm going to bring out today, you ready for this? Yeah. Welcome Hayley Duff. <laughs> come, come, Miss Duff. Chef Duff is going to help you butterfly a fish. Now, um... <laughs> 
one more. <laughs> Make it good. Well, and it will be. We're so, we're so, I'm, I'm, the Alicia Cuthbert's opened up a thing for me. We are so excited. And then we've got to play the, oh, cool. <laughs> we are so excited. Um, not only will you be preparing a delicious fish dish, here to teach you, uh, he's come all the way onto this small boat in the middle of the ocean, uh, here to teach you, preparing from a live fish, uh, a delicious fish dish. <laughs> it's renowned chef Piper Paribo. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Well, let's <laughs> just say, well, wow. oh, I can't wait to see, I can't wait to see how <laughs> Chef Paribo prepares the fish. Oh, Sam was right. We got a lot of good <laughs> shit out of that. <laughs> oh, that was great. Fun fact about actor Jackie Chan. Yeah. He started in porn. No. Yeah, he did a porno. Did he? Yeah. Sylvester Stallone did an adult film. It wasn't full porn. It was softcore, but Sylvester Stallone did as oh. well. Chloe Seven, you gave a blowjob in a movie. Yes, but it was not a porn film. It was not a porn film. It I didn't was... suggest that it was porn. No, you did not. It was a um, it was a film by a guy. Who, yeah, uh, I haven't seen any of his films, but apparently his first film was so good. Buffalo 66. Yeah. It, was it is a very good movie. So good. What's that guy's that name? That people were like, yeah, I'll give you a blowjob on, on screen three hey, films. Later. I really enjoyed Buffalo 66. I would have considered it. I have to watch uh, Buffalo 66. It's very good. I've um, heard great things. Oh, fuck. What's his name? Um, Vincent Gallo. Vincent Gallo. Vincent Gallo. Buffalo 66 is very good, but I'd like to make it very clear to our listeners that if he had asked me to give him a blowjob, I wouldn't have. You don't have to tell them that. No, because I said before that I would, and I just, I don't know him. I they don't... were dating at the time. Chloe Sevigny and Vincent Gallo. Mm-hmm. Well, she's really lucky because I'm sure he's lovely looking. Yeah, but he's, uh, I don't know, I don't know. Oh, was he cancelled? Not cancelled, um, but he did make a movie where the final scene was a five-minute blowjob. <laughs> Can I just say, though, yeah. that if I was given a ridiculous sum of money to make my own movie, mm. a movie that I'd written and that I get to star in, mm-hmm. I do wonder... If just because, like, when am I going to get the opportunity? If I just put a scene at the end with someone just... Just licking. Just chowing <laughs> down. Lick. <laughs> Ew! Zachary! Sorry. No, if that was one of those things that was a thought that I started and then I was looking up as I was saying it, then I looked down and then all of a sudden I was making eye contact with you and I had to say, going down on me. But I didn't want to do it while I was looking at you. For some reason, I thought it would be less awkward to use the phrase having a lick. I can't think of a more awkward way to talk about oral sex. Cunnilingus. Yeah. (laughs) Just having a lick. Ew. So, um, (laughs) anyway. Anyway. Uh, Greg Norman is wearing a funny little hat. He takes it off. Jackie Chan comes, cooks some fish, um, kills the fish. Okay, so let's talk about <laughs> killing the fish. What? <laughs> just, just the fact that they have to do it from a live fish. Yeah, and it's it was it was insanity. So when they were at the wet market. Right, they did a lot of flashes of animals that were about to die for food, right? So there was a lot of big tubs of turtles that was disturbing, Um, like just a lot of like carcasses and a lot of like fish and stuff like that. And then it came to this part of episode 49, Mm -hmm, I think, mm -hmm. where they're like, you have to cook fish. And in order to cook this fish, you have to kill this live fish. And they brought out Jackie Chan, the chef, to show them how to do it. And he just had one hand on this fish and just quick slice to the neck. And that's when it bleeds out. And it's a very humane to kill, a humane way to kill something that doesn't want to die. Uh, uh, even right? by, even by, like, even if you're against, um, I would say, even if you're against killing animals, mm-hmm. that is the cleanest way to do it. Just. Bam, and it's done. It's not great. Yep. But what, there is a worse way to kill a fish. Yes, and I think I would argue that the worst way to kill a fish is in a state of panic when you can't get a grip of the fish 
and you're just screaming and crying, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. Surely. I'm so sorry, little fish. Surely. I'm so sorry. So they were all just like flat. This fish was like flapping around. It was incredibly disturbing. It was so full on. And Julie <laughs> was just like so distraught. Yeah. And so like I understand, like she was like, I understand, I know where meat comes from. Yeah, that was, yeah. But it was just the most upsetting thing I've yeah. ever seen. It was just a woman who did not want to kill this fish yeah. just holding the, it was like. It was full on. And then something so very interesting happened. On. And it was yeah, it was full on. And they showed you how it was happening. It was quite close. She was she was sobbing. And Gary and George came over to her after she'd finally killed this poor fish. And they said, Oh, that was a bit hard for you, wasn't it? She's like, Yes, yes, it was. And she all of a sudden became very stern. And she was like, Yes, yes, it was. It was very hard. And George said, Oh, yeah, nah, like it is difficult, but like you know, like it's good to know that you can do it now and like if you're going to be a proper chef, you have to. And she was like, yeah, yeah, no, I get that. And then he goes, I mean, someone had to do it. And it just made me think, do they? Mm. Does someone have to do that? Mm. Um, I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm just going to be very, very honest. This is like a prequel. I'm, I just <laughs> let's let's re- let's retcon <laughs> your veganism and yeah. say that it started here. Yeah. That's <laughs> Honestly, honest to God, it, watch like I'm, I'm just having a really. I, I have to be okay. So I thought about this, right? Like obviously, you and I are all about the jokey bits and the the funnies and all of that. And this, haha, this podcast is really funny, and it is, and I fucking love it, and everything about it is so good. And Master Chef is great, and I can kind of roll my eyes and laugh at a lot of stuff. But I do want to say something because I feel like I am obliged to say that I thought it was very interesting in two thousand and nine. Uh-huh, yeah. Um, to be in a situation where you've got this this animal that's flapping about and wants to die, that doesn't want to die, and you you have to kill it, and it's that I don't want to do this, I don't want to do this, I don't want to do this, and then you do it, and it's just like I just thought it was a very interesting thing of like if you don't want to, maybe you should think about think about that. If you don't like the idea of killing an animal, you should think about that. Nah, cool, yeah. <laughs> Um, all for that. <laughs> Wish you'd given me a heads up. Because <laughs> now i got to pick it back up. No, I will. I'll do it. But, but then what they did was really, I'll do it myself. I'm, I'm fine with it. Watch. Watch what I can do. Watch this. All right. Watch this. Watch this. Watch what I'm about to do. Pick it up. Pick it up. But how fucking funny was it when they had to turn the fish into a dragon? The dragon was pretty <laughs> so, funny. So, yeah, well, that was pretty funny. So they, they had to display the fish like a dragon. So oh, Jack sorry was, I'm making you do this. I feel awful. No, don't. They put a tomato in its dish. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Oh. I just wanted to say my point in that, like, if if we were better at editing, I would probably actually edit out what I just said previously. All I'm saying is oh, that a great point. if I'm being honest, I'm, I'm being completely honest, these oh. three episodes were insanely confronting for it was, me. It was crazy confronting. It was very... Um, I live in a meat world, right, in 2019, for fuck's sake. I live in a meat world, a world full of meat and dairy and eggs, and I'm cool. 90% of my friends eat meat, 100% of my family eat meat, yeah. and I'm cool. And I'm a, I'm a fucking cool vegan, yeah, right? Yeah, I get it. But that was insane. That was a it was really like, intense. It was, it, was, it was like watching. It was like watching the documentaries I watched three years ago all over again. The, the, it was like um, it was very full on. I'm it sorry. I'm sorry to ruin the mood. No, it was, we were talking about having a lick. It was genuinely very like full on. <laughs> Just it was just it was one of those murdering moments. a fish. It was yeah. murder. I wrote down murder an animal because yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if you know this, but Auntie Donna has a sketch about Master Chef where we like viciously yes. murder animals, and it, like I was like, this is our sketch. It's genuinely it's very. It was fucking intense. It was a and little, it was just a it was bit one funny, of, but. It, <laughs> 
one of those moments, though, where I go, oh, Zach and I didn't think this through when we decided to do this podcast. We didn't think it through when we decided to set in 2009. No. We didn't think it through when we decided to only do three episodes of MasterChef per podcast uh-huh, episode. Uh-huh, yeah. We didn't think it through when all they do is cook meat and I don't eat it for well, you, ethical reasons. You didn't reasons. think that bit through. No, I didn't think that bit through. <laughs> Anyway, whatever. They put a f- tomato in the dead fish's mouth. It was very, very comical. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Pick it up. <laughs> and we're back. And we're back. Um, so then they flash back to Chris and Sam who are making their little... Um, Can I just say? Yeah, of course. I totally respect your life choices and I'm sorry that I've tried to keep it light. <laughs> but fine. if anyone's listening, me trying to keep it light and up. It's more just the maintenance of tone, but obviously I I very much respect anyone's life choices, including my friend Mish's. Also, let's also just state as well that Zach is professional. He's a professional comedian. I, if I'd thought about it, probably wouldn't have gone on a tiny vegan rant. Um, So, where were we? Where were we? So, Julie's murdered the fish. Whoa, whoa. Um, <laughs> they've put a tomato in its mouth. Uh, they've made all the desserts. They're all terrible, except for J- Julia's. Julia. Julia's. So Julia beats Sam and Chris, which means that Sam and Chris aren't given the opportunity to fast track their way to finals week along with Julia and Greg Norman. Mm-hmm. So, yep, she beat them wonderful. But, but. over on the Dead Fish team, uh, our friend Julie who just had an incredibly traumatic experience, beats Greg Norman and she gets to cook against the professional chef. Oh, my God. Who would have thought that Julie Goodwin would be in this position? I know. Crazy. on a holiday. She's winning. She's having a great time. She's loving her life. She went to a horse race track where something like $128 million Australian goes is bet every night. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Love gambling. Crazy money for so the horses. Let's just, let's just state in a really lighthearted way mm. that we saw fish getting killed mm-hmm. and then we went to a racing track. Racing track. A horse racing track. We love horse races and we love gambling. Love that. So we go there, the horses race. Who? What's his name? Cook. Um, I didn't write it down. I was hoping cook. you'd remember. Oh, no, I'm a fan of, I've read about him. He had a restaurant called Est 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 in the late 90s that was apparently Est, revolutionary, Est, Est. revolutionary, but can't remember his name. Cook is his name, but he's a chef. Chef Cook. Okay. He's chef not cook. a cook. He's not Cook Cook. Yeah. He's Chef Cook. He's Chef Cook. He was competing against Julie. Uh, Julie, Julie. Julie Goodwin. Julie Goodwin. Um, our favourite mum. Our favourite mum, but, you know, time to go. And then he was competing against her, but he didn't want to compete. He didn't want to put his reputation on the line, so it was his uh, employee. They made a $450 truffle duck, truffle uh, No, it was quail, a pidge. Pigeon, truffle pigeon. They made pigeon. a pidge. He's like, pidge. look at this, and he's like, you're going to cook a pidge. Ja- Julie Goodwin had a rough time because she was like, I just murdered a fish, and now they've got, like, the full head on this oh, it was pigeon. Like a ho- it was a dead pigeon. She didn't have to kill the pigeon. But it, like, had but its head and it shit. It was like a full pidge. And then they're like, you got to rip off the head of the pigeon. Julie's just like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. At this point, Julie's, like, having Nam flashbacks <laughs> for the time Julie, she killed a fish Julie's 12 gone, hours ago. Julie's gone from the happiest mum on a holiday yeah. to murdering a fish and Ripping the head off a dead pigeon. <laughs> it was just she's had quite the roller coaster experience. Um, she burnt her chicken leg and lost. Um, yeah, yeah so she it. lost that episode. But those fucking episodes oh, are so hard. God. They're so hard to watch because you just like they're not going to win, and if they do win, they're going to leave the competition for five months. Yeah, it's so stupid. Um, stupid, stupid. Anyway, she lost. Um, guy, the professional made a, a better pitch. Made a better pitch. And they've all gone back to Australia again in the last shot of the episode. No, they don't go back to Australia in this one. Oh, no, they don't go back to Australia in no. this one. They're still in Hong Kong. Oh, yeah. More Hong Kong to go. There's Next week, There's ne- tomorrow, there's going to be a mystery bamboo basket. Yeah, like usually we get bamboo a mystery steamer. box, but now we're getting a mystery bamboo steamer. Bamboo steamer. All very exciting stuff. Yeah. Uh, really um, riveting stuff. Mish. Yeah. Can I say one thing? Please. I missed Poe. 
I miss Poe so much. We love Poe. We love Poe. When they were talking about the dumplings being an art form, I was like, art. Poe po loves art. Poe and art. And she's going to go off and make a career in art. I love Poe. I miss Poe. Poe. Couldn't stop thinking about Poe. They po. can bring back Craig Norman and the little girl. Why can't they bring back Poe? Because she wasn't fast-tracked, Zach. She was knocked out in the, in the eating soup challenge. Yeah. Poe. She'll never make that mistake again. No. She'll not never po. she'll never think barley. She'll never think she Farrow should have is said salt, again. pepper, stock. Garlic. Garlic. But Stop. she said barley. She said barley when it was Pharaoh. She will, she will regret that for the rest of her life. Well, Poe's gone. No She's more Poe. back at home drawing pictures of Pharaoh. Who do you think's going to win now out of Greg Norman, Little Girl, Sam, Chris, Andre, or she... Justine? Oh, out of those ones. <laughs> um, I reckon. Which one of those ones do you think are going to win? Oh, look. Greg Norman's in with a good shot, isn't he? Yeah, I think it's going to be between Greg Norman and the little girl. Yeah, <laughs> same. Because my investment's so high, even though I haven't seen them They're going to come back and they're going to just smash it. Yeah. Greg Norman didn't win, though, did he? No, he, he didn't, didn't win. He but didn't... he's still through to finals week. Yeah, he's still through. He just beat, Julie just beat him in this particular challenge. And then they were like all went back to the hotel. They're... Fucking hell, it's funny. Yeah. What a funny show. Big Brother house, but in Hong Kong. Now it's a Hong Kong penthouse hotel. And they're like, oh, we're in the penthouse, but they're still sharing rooms. Yeah, a bit weird. It's like, eh? I would rather two rooms rather than a penthouse. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Mish, um, thank you so much. This episode went to a weird place. It did go to a weird place. Um, I think, arguably, the weirdest episode that we've recorded. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I don't think people expected that. When people write in, they're like, I love listening to you yeah. on my way to work mm -hmm. or I love listening to you when I'm going for a jog. Mm -hmm. They're not going to be expecting me to be like, meat is murder. You know what I mean? And that's fine. And if you want to say that, that's fine. Yeah, no, it was just a hard few episodes. No, that's great. Um, um, <laughs> <laughs> funny, very funny episode. <laughs> Very funny episode there, Mish. Uh, sorry about the meat stuff. Thanks so much for listening, everybody, yeah, and I'll see you later. I love you. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.